Austin. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Of course. Yeah, awesome. So, and we are in week two of yeah. our summer series in Ephesians. Fantastic stuff. And, Fantastic. you know, Austin, just especially as a student pastor, this is one of the things mm. I've been trying to ask people, especially as they come in from their different ministry spaces. Yeah. Um, the book of Ephesians, mm. in general, as it relates to somebody that deals with the next generation, mm. why do you think this is an important book for us to be taking part in? Oh, man. I mean, the book is even right from the get-go there is a heart of knowing where you're at before you can actually be who god wants you to be oh it's strong yeah right uh like we before we you know we're gonna live for jesus we got to know where we started right and our need for jesus we can't go anywhere without that and so what i love how paul does right at the beginning is and he he says hey you have been saved you yeah. have been freed and therefore yes absolutely go do the thing yeah 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 everything's a contrast game and i, I love yeah. that with paul um one of the things i talked to with uh pastor brandon last week about just the fact that okay how are you going to literally start a series mm. for one that's 13 weeks long 13 13 yeah. week long series and you're going to start it off with only the first two verses first two verses and i think it is strong because if you checked into the touch point last mm. week and even heard the message from last week you would know that uh for one it's just the standing of authority that Paul has when he's speaking mm-hmm. to the church of Ephesus. It's like, one, I'm coming to you uh, from Father God through mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. One, boom, just absolutely. And then then we're setting ourselves up for what is the mm-hmm. scripture for this week, yeah. um, which just to kind of get into it. Um, oh, and there's obviously the, I need to intro you because people got to know who you are. It's oh, crazy. But either that. way, uh, this yeah. is Austin Havermail, Austin Havermail, and uh, he's a part of our student ministry here at the North Canyon yeah. Chapel. And if you don't know me, that's totally fine, but I'll let you know. Uh, I'm the creative and production director here at the North Canton Chapel. And so uh, with that being said, we're on mm. week two in our series in Ephesians. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be looking specifically at uh, chapter one, verses mm. three through 14. And so I'll read uh, verses three, let's say through nine, and awesome. give Austin an opportunity to chime in too. So it goes like this. It says in verse three, blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ Jesus, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed in us the beloved. In him, we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he has set forth in Christ. Yeah. As a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Mm. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed and with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Mm. 
if anything, let's just stop like, there. Right? That's what like, I'm saying. What else do we need to if say? It feels. Yeah. If, if you want to talk about like motivational Monday, put something mm. like put a nice inspirational right track there. behind it. I feel like we've set ourselves up uh, for uh, you know great. a fantastic situation. But you know, not to overspeak mm. scripture because I think it does a fantastic job on itself. Yeah. I think there there's something to mention, and we can kind of put a pen in the scripture just for a second. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you know. Austin and I are able to, you know, wrangle through a lot of conversations just because previously I used to work in student ministry. He actively mm-hmm. works in it now, doing some of probably what is the best work that our church should and could be mm-hmm. doing. And one of the things that when I was a student pastor, I constantly wanted to tell kids, it's just like, do you realize that God allowed you to mm-hmm. be in the family you're in yeah. to hear the words that you hear day in, day out from mm-hmm. your teachers, your family, people that are spiritual influences yeah. in your life to get you to a point that if you say mm-hmm. you are a believer in Jesus Christ, yeah. it is only by his permission mm-hmm. and his allowance that you have come to be in the position you're at now. Mm-hmm. And so to not understand that fully yeah. means that you might be missing some huge mm. pearls in your life along the way. Yeah. And so I guess I'm, I'm curious what your take is on this. Mm. Uh, you know, how does a passage like this mm-hmm. help us be reminded and root us in this idea uh, that we're not just simply just born into faith? It is a thing that is, is actually given to yeah. us in some way. So... I mean, if you go later in chapter two, like he talks about we were sons of disobedience. Mm-hmm. We were children right. of wrath. So it's like... Basically saying you were owed nothing. Right. Yeah. You were owed nothing, but you have been given so much. He talks yeah. about this spiritual blessing as we and ourselves, we could not earn. Yeah. There's nothing that we could do, right? There's nothing worse than being called son of disobedience and children of wrath. Like yeah. that's kind of low. Yeah, right. Like and here like how do you get from there to being called sons and daughters of the true living God? Absolutely. You can't. Yeah. And, and that's Jesus. And I love how like that reality, that reality that what he's talking about brings praise. Mm-hmm. It brings a worship. It brings a reverence. It right. brings an awe because in reality, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like we live in a culture that is very focused on self-help. Sure. Right? You go to the bookstore, probably the first couple books you're going to see are how to improve your life yeah. in 10 steps, right? We, we believe that there's something inside of us yeah. to create a better life for us, create a better future or create a better version of ourselves. And here is Paul saying like, I hate to break it to you, but you can't. (laughs) Right. So all those books, sorry if you bought one of those books, I'm sorry. Um, But here, Paul in what the Bible would say is you can't. Yeah. And that's not the purpose of what Jesus has saved you to, no. just to be a better version. He, right. he, to be a daughter, to be a son of God is to be transformed, to be yeah. renewed, it's true. a whole new creation. Yeah. And I guess like even to that too, um, without realizing it, you kind of like tripped right into something I think that's kind of interesting. Mm. So one, uh, you, you referenced the fact that we're, you know, saturated in a self-help mm. culture. Yeah. And I think that is, that is worthy of note because when we go to the bookstore and we see the, the self-help aisle, the self-help rack, what directly to the right mm-hmm. of that is there typically? It's the Christian. It's been a long time since it's, I've it's, been to a bookstore, so well, you can tell me. There tell, you, go. you tell me. Maybe I'm the yeah. old man here, but it, it, it is like when you go to there and you see yeah. self-help, motivational. To the left side, you might see personal finance yeah. and getting yourself back mm-hmm. on board and stop, yeah. you know, shopaholicking your life together. And but then to the right yeah. of that, it's just like Jesus has been yoked mm. with this self-help culture, and mm-hmm. so by that, you you miss a couple things, right? 
we think that the answer is inside of us. It's not mm-hmm. outside of us. Yeah. Paul definitely is hitting on some pieces here that show the redemption factors, but not the yeah. self-help aspects mm-hmm. of what we're doing, which is what you were saying. Yeah. And so I think that we diminish um, God down to a self-help book when we truly mm-hmm. don't realize the nature of how we've been given that grace that yeah. you're referring to. And that's part of the reason why I think it's so important at the the foundation of it all. There is a certain level of humility that Yo, we have to have course. to be able to look and say, God, before you allowed me to yeah. have access to who you are and, and the goodness that you are, I wasn't anything. Mm. Um, and it's not a matter, like you said, it's not taking what I am and making it better. It's mm-hmm. taking what I am and getting rid of it to supplement what God would have for me in your life. And realistically, like yeah. when we try to, you know, when we speak to young people, when you you are kind of coaching them through, mm-hmm. okay, I just gave my life to Christ, you know, what are the next steps? One of the yeah. first things we do symbolically yeah. is baptism. Yeah. And baptism in and of itself is a public representation of you proclaiming the fact that the old uh, has passed mm-hmm. away and the new has come. And there's so much to that. And so mm. um, that being said, though, kind of like honing it in, one of the questions yeah. we got here is that what words of encouragement for the next generation will we give about how God sees them and adopts them into their fam- and into God's family right now mm-hmm. uh, and not uh, some later dates uh, based on earthly standards? So it's that whole, yeah. like, how, how do my works as a young person compete with God's grace that he's extended? You know, it's one of the things I see that young people struggle with daily is performance. Yeah. Right, right from the get go, like there's travel teams now. There are you <laughs> yeah. know, musicals. There's all this, and in a sense, like if you perform well, mm-hmm. you'll achieve something. Right, and when you don't, you'll be labeled as yeah. this. And there's when you live in that performance based world, yeah, uh, you start to make your identity on what you can do, yes, rather than who you are, are. in yeah. Christ. Or, uh, and so. That that culture is it's 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 sad and and I wish um, and I I don't think that stops just when you're a young person but I think you're trained at a young age to this is what is expected of me this is what I should strive for and we often take that uh, mindset to our relationship with Jesus so true yeah like if you look at well, one of the things I love when Jesus had an interaction with the people who are broken mm-hmm. uh, in need of saving when he when he forgave their sins he never like there wasn't a sentence that felt like I'll be back and check on you and see how you're doing like yeah. we'll see if this actually you know made any like impact Progress. on you yeah yeah right and and now that but there's well I'll give you a grade at the end of the year yeah. but uh he says just go and sin no more like live yeah. out the freedom I've given you. Mm. And that freedom is you no longer have to perform. Yeah. You are loved, right? Even what we're talking about here is it's when we look in this passage, it's nothing that you did. Yeah. Like totally. even if you come with this mindset, this reader, all right, I did something in order to receive something like Paul just says, no. Yeah. But Jesus. Yeah. But Jesus loved you where you were at. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I wish, and I would tell myself, like, like Jesus loves me where I'm at, not yeah. where he wants me to be. Yeah. And this reality is following Jesus is not a week-long process. It's not a class. Yeah. Discipleship is not a class. It's not a program. It's a lifelong pursuit of holiness. Yeah. And in, in, the, in the freedom that Jesus gives us. And that is my... Um, 
that is my message to just the young people who may yeah. be watching or listening to this is who are really caught up in a performance-based lifestyle totally. yeah. that in Jesus, you are free yeah. from that. You're not, you don't have to earn anything. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you where you're at and he's going to walk with you where he wants you to be. Yeah, totally. And I think that the one word that summarizes a lot of your stuff that you're, you're saying here, uh, you know, is found right in the top of verse 11. It's like in him, we have enta- obtained an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so much of the conversation, I mean, it's, you know, it's totally a thing worth pursuing and talking about. I think that in, for you guys, both you and Roger Fout, who runs a lot of our middle school mm-hmm. stuff, we're in this weird spot, you know, mm-hmm. when you guys have to actually serve students in student ministry, where there is an understanding of, okay, ethics, we've got to talk about those. Yeah. We got to help people see right, wrong, the moral mm-hmm. questions about life. What do we see in the world and how, how do we navigate that? But mm-hmm. so much of when we talk about the morals, like you said, we get stuck yeah. in um, what is right, what is wrong, mm-hmm. and how does God feel about it when I do it? Yeah. Um, but we forget sometimes in passing the inheritance is not something that is taken away from you by the actions that you pursue. And, uh, the inheritance is what gives us that value. And the inheritance is what, uh, you know, extends that grace Mm. that we couldn't have had on our own. And so we love others because he first loved us. That puts the, you know, guys on commission and everything like that. And Mm. I think it's one of those things that when I say like wholeheartedly a few minutes ago, you know, when I say student ministry is one of the most valuable ministries that we could ever do here and anywhere, I'm totally with you. And so, and so the exact things that you're saying um, about how you have a strong message, a message that's often misunderstood, but worth pursuing, Mm. uh, keep doing it, bro. Keep doing it, bro. And so hopefully Ephesians for, for you and, and Mm. the student ministry crew over there are able to, you know, bridge that gap, help them see the exact truth that we're pushing on. So, uh, but either way, man, Hey, Austin, I appreciate you so much for hanging out with us in touch point today. Thanks for Um, giving me the time. Of course, bro. And the thing is, too, is that I would say just as much as anybody else, uh, if you haven't been down to student ministry, you haven't seen Come the great down. stuff that's happening, get down there. Get, get down, down there. there. Yeah, both uh, Austin and Roger are killing the game, making it all try to come together mm. for the sake of both God's glory and helping students be a part of mm. the local church that is the North Kent Chapel for that's us. That's the so, point. Yeah, love it. So this was week two. Week two. As you can believe it. We still got 11 more of these jokers in the hopper. more. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So right. we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay.